Hi, family and friends. It's your host, Radisha, and I am here with my sister, Holly. And tonight, we are going to talk about self-esteem and how it affects an individual's life. So, um, how do you want to start this off? Um, Should we start it off talking about our personal experiences, or should we just talk about it in general? Talk about it in general. Okay. So, me... Self-esteem could be, it can involve different, like different aspects in somebody's life. So it can be self-esteem at your job. Like you just don't feel like you're good enough to work where you're employed at. Um, You don't feel like you're smart enough. Um, Or it could be you feeling like having low self-esteem is like you're not a good person person or you're not a good daughter a good sister that type of thing for me personally I started suffering with self-esteem when I was about I want to say I had to be about eight eight years old my self-esteem was really bad for one I think me being diagnosed with eczema kind of kind of took a toll um having the chicken pox really took it like it took it to the extreme because my skin was scarred so bad and kids made fun of me it was it was horrible and my mom she was like she would see how emotional I was about it and she would like cry and get emotional um because it really I'm not gonna lie it really messed me up it really did um, good thing my mom was, you know, she was a medical professional, you know, she knew a little bit about medicine, home remedies, and I was able to start taking, um, oatmeal baths and it really helped with my skin, but I was still going through the motions. I had a, another severe breakout where, um, crazy thing. One night, my cousins were staying the night at my house. And my cousin, for some reason, she wouldn't eat. Like, she wouldn't eat. And I was like, why aren't you eating? My auntie told her not to eat at our house because of because of my skin issue, like my skin condition. Are you serious? Yes. I told my mom. I felt I felt really embarrassed. Like, I felt like I had, like, some type of... Like eating flesh disease for someone to tell their kid not to eat at our house. So I was just like, that that really messed me up. Like, yeah, that really had me going. But, you know. And the crazy fact is that she told you that. Yeah. She was like, yeah, my mom told me not to eat here. And I'm like, I summed it up. Like, you've ate here before, you know, until I had that really bad breakout. You know, now all of a sudden it's a problem. So. Um, yeah, that kind of, it kind of messed me up, but you know, I got over it, prayed about it. My skin started clearing up. Um, I still went through the motions of breakouts and things like that, but honestly, my parents and praying is what kept my self-esteem tamed and under control for me to survive. Yeah. I still have my moments. You know, I think we all do as people. 
have our moments. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we all suffer from moments in our lives where we deal with self-esteem. But sadly, more than others. Yeah. Like, for me, I was young. Um, I think mine was more so about, like, my mom and dad having so many kids together. Mm-hmm. And drugs were involved. So, our family was very toxic in a lot of ways. And I think the fact that I went off to foster care, I was living with people that weren't me. My color or around, you know, who I am as a person. They weren't my family. It wasn't my parents. Mm-hmm. I grew up in households, and it was very interesting. I think along the way, I kind of, like, there was this boy. The first foster home we went to, she kept us in the basement. Yeah. So we were never allowed to go upstairs. And I want to say she was racist. I don't know. But it was me, my sister, and... um. The other one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She was a baby though. So, um, my older sister, she was in high school. I was, or middle school, whenever. She was like dealing with her gothic stuff and learning who she was as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, her, she's the oldest, so she had a lot of trauma. But like, they had a son who would bully the fuck out of me. I think along the way, I kind of, that kind of affected my self-esteem a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. I was like six, seven. So. And then when my sister was, she finally left and went to a different place. Um, I was there probably for like two months. I can't really remember because I was young. But I was there, because she was gone, Mm -hmm. and I was in the basement by myself, and I was scared as fuck. Like, I mean, no, the basement didn't look like a dungeon or anything. I mean, it was furnished, and they fed me and stuff, but I was never allowed to go upstairs. Ever. And I never saw my other sister. She was like... Wait, so did they ever tell you why? Honestly, no. Um, And if they did, I don't remember I was too young. My older sister might have an idea or know something, but no. So we were probably there for a good, I don't know. I want to say we were there for half a year because I remember holidays there. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it being like, you know, snow melting. So I want to say we were there for a while. Oh my gosh. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really do because for one, I never, I never knew that. Well, I never knew that about you. I like, yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah, because the fact that we, we, okay, so even though, even though um, I wasn't in the system for too long, mm-hmm. it's like, that doesn't, people don't. Yeah, people who are like that, it's not it's not right. That's why I'm like, when you're telling me that story, I'm like, I was in the system. It just wasn't for that long, by the grace of God. But 
to hear people's story that actually had to go through the experience, you know, you're, I see, mm-hmm. <laughs> I see why, <laughs> I see, I, I, I see why, I see why, mm-hmm. yeah, I most definitely do, I, yeah, yeah, um, for, for everyone who caught the difference, because I'll just bring it up, um, me and Holly, we met in the fourth grade, and we've been, we've been close ever since, um, we just, we claim each other as sisters, and it's, it's been that way, we've known each other, um, I think, as we both know, there's some things that we kept private, but that's what this podcast is for. It's our therapy session for us to really start finally opening up and really talking about the stuff that we go through, especially if we know it could help other people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think uh, we should talk about like ways that how we overcame low self-esteem. If we have, I, um, I, I still, I mean, like you said, people still have their moments. Mm -hmm. I still have my moments. It's not as bad, but, um, I really overcame having low self-esteem as bad as I did was because of my parents, you know, they, they talked to me you know, exactly how a parent should talk to their child. Mm -hmm. You know, when it came to them knowing that I had low self-esteem, like my mom be like, you know, you're chocolate, you're beautiful. Why do you feel this way about yourself? And she'll tell me to pray about it. And I had, I had that, you know, even though people still say what they had to say, I also had to find it in myself. Right. You know, so waking up every day, telling myself I, I feel good. I'm a good person. You know, no, I might not be glamorous. I got some some back rows. You know, <laughs> I have a stomach. <laughs> you know, from from us being kids. You know, I was always on you know the bigger side. You know, but I had to love that side. I don't think you were big. I had a stomach, okay? I was it was Tina the talking tummy, okay? <laughs> but I had to I had to learn how to love myself. And the things I didn't love, I just went up and did somebody. I worked out. You know, even though I don't work out every day and I still have a you know a chicken thigh or two. You know? I don't know. It's like we look at these we look at each other through a different view. So if I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I don't see what other people see. Yeah. I see more of the negative. And I think a lot of us suffer from that. Oh. Especially us women. We can be our, is it, we can be our worst worst critics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) and then it's a mind thing as well. Like, Mm -hmm. when you start thinking over and over, you start seeing it. And people be like, what the hell? What are you talking about? But then if you repeat it over and over, they eventually will start, I don't know, not seeing it, but just going with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. That makes you feel like they're seeing it. So. Yeah, that's that's true. That's why I mentioned, like, I had to, you know, I had to tell myself that, 
you know. And whatever, I had to learn whatever I didn't like about myself. Like that night I called you and I was crying. Yeah. I was like, I feel fat. (laughs) I was like, all I do is eat. (laughs) I was like, girl. I was like, I knew when I had that conversation with you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never cried and told somebody that I feel fat. All I do is I did it for it. That's what I knew that I had a problem and that I was really, truly unhappy with myself. I caused you crying. I've never done that before. So I knew right there, like, even though I would never probably be a size 10, a size 11, whatever, I have to be a size where I'm at least comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and of course it's going to be a fight. It's always I mean, why would you want less than 10 I mean you got right yeah. but you know what the doctors you're obese man. you know I think there's just a way honestly a system to make black women I should say or any woman in that nature real women feel like they're not worthy enough mm-hmm. you know a long time ago in the back of those century times they would literally have women squeeze into fucking mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, those corsets. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't even fucking breathe. Yeah. some of them actually died from that shit. Yeah, a resident of mine made a joke about me because I was wearing a um, a waist trainer. Yeah, and she was like, you know, back in the olden uh-huh. days, she was like, you know, the women used to wear that and they would fit into their dresses. And I was like, oh really? I said that sounds cute. She was like, yeah, until their ribs started crashing. And I was like, what the heck? I looked at the resident like, <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? She was like, I just thought you should know. I'm like, oh my gosh. After that, I did not play with these these waist trainers. I only wear them when I work out and that's it. I'm sorry. I can't. When she said that, I knew she knew what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did a wig. Women had a no fuck. They would yeah. kill them and birth, make them birth babies mm-hmm. and just throw them to the water. Mm-hmm. And I still think to this day is still like a cursed thing in the world. Sex trafficking? Oh yeah. You know, it's like we we don't get to rest. Mm-mm. We don't. And that's and the thing about it is, sex trafficking is is of it's of all color. Oh yeah. No woman is exempt from that. It don't matter if you're what your race is. Nobody's exempt from that at all. Mm-mm. So it's like we we really never got we don't get to rest we don't you know right it's it's yeah that's why I was having a conversation with uh, Marquita and I was telling her I said you know we've been through so much that because she wants to work on um you know like. Building a better relationship with God. Sometimes that comes with some, you know, sacrifices. And I told her that, you know, if, you're, if your decision making of your life cannot be respected by anyone. You know, that's, that, that's, that's something you have to let go because women have always been put in situations where they, they, they have to choose. And it's like... Your crown has been off your head for so many years. Like you have, you've been through so much because, okay, just put it out there. You know, we've given ourselves to men so much that when we do want to turn over that new leaf and be like, no, I, no, 
Mm-hmm. You're lonely. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't know. You don't know. It's like c- celibacy. Throw it out there. Chances of getting married in this day and age for being celibate. Kind of slim. Not even from being celibate, but just being you, period. I mean, a lot of men nowadays don't. It's so easy for them. Right, but if you're like a woman that's forthgiving, but you're independent. Yeah, just they don't. They're discouraged. They're scared. Or they're not caring. Or they just really just want sex from you. That's what I'm saying. You know, but if you're not going to give that part up, and that's mostly. Well, then that's where sex toys come in. That's not, what I, that's not the point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. You're you're technically not alone, but you're just alone in in that in that aspect. I mean, would you rather have a man who cheats on you or would you rather just play with your own pussy and be independent? And that's and that's the part that some, a lot of women are getting to. A lot of women are getting to right now. So, especially with that <laughs> <laughs> that stuff on I Facebook like, now. <laughs> oh yeah, is this your note? <laughs> I also feel like a lot of women are becoming doing men things. So, do you think take... that has something to do with self esteem too? Yeah, I feel like maybe um, just like men. You know, men look. There's a couple of people I've met in my past where they're like. Yeah, I had my first love, and she fucking played me, and they got heartbroken, and then all of a sudden they're just looking at women all the same. Mm. Like they all got mm. vaginas, mm. so they're all gonna they just approach them, probably a little bit different than others, but they're gonna get what they want out of them. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily looking for that commitment because they were heartbroken. And women, on the other hand, were stronger than men mentally. So we know how to like forgive and move on. I mean, I oh, you've been doing it for years. Yeah, and that's why we birth children. So um, men are more muscular type of thing, but they're dumb. They're just like <laughs> fucking dumb. Be nice. They're dumb. <laughs> Be nice. They they cry about shit that they want. It could be right in front of them, and then they'll do something stupid. Just be dumb. Be nice. <laughs> I mean, they're smart in some ways. You know, they know how to fix cars and they know how to make you feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But... You're like, that's all I'm good for. <laughs> oh my God. And I feel like that's the woman's thing now. It's mm-hmm. like, each every man have a way of making somebody making them feel nice in different ways. Okay. Okay. So yeah. they become kind of a until they find that one person. Not necessarily saying that we're looking for that one person that got it all, mm-hmm. but that one person that's taken us seriously mm, because yeah. we're not being taken seriously. No yeah. And you know, to get sidetracked because this is off topic, um, I feel like that whole. Women want too much. We ask for too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to ask you if these five things can keep you happy and satisfied in a relationship. These five things. Okay. 
loyalty, mm-hmm. respect, honesty. Go ahead. They they gotta hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all three. Okay. Stability. Yes. That's the different. That's the number one. Okay. I want to see how I can put this, this last one, because I'm going to, I'm going to say emotional, emotionally stable is what I'm going to say. Oh, most definitely. Okay. If you're, if you're mentally not right in the mind, how can they ever be healthy for you? Okay. So if you had all of those five things and that's all a guy had to offer, those five things, you will be okay. I would be fine because if. With those five things, everything's gonna be all right. It's, I want to say it's a safe net, but you're all you will be able to build. Like if I had a guy like that, I'd be able to build up from there. And if he had those five things, it would be like I don't really want to call it safe, but it would be like deep. Okay. Between the two. So to me, I feel like that's not a lot. I just feel like men would just, some men, not all. Um, if you, if, if those things, if those five things feel like a lot, you just want to do what you want to do at that point, you know? Well, yeah, if those, if those five things are a lot, then the man is lazy and he ain't for you. Because that's what you're looking for. So you obviously want someone... Who wants the same things that right. you want yeah, for yeah. it to even work out? Right. Because relationships are not just only women and men coming together or whatever. But it's also about, um, you know, if you're gay, look, a relationship period is about just learning who you are, learning who the person is, and you guys building. And having an understanding of what you guys want. Mm-hmm. If y'all have nothing to build on or don't want the same thing, well, don't waste your time or theirs. Right. And I honestly, even though some people might not feel this way, um, I feel like in a relationship, which I don't know, some people might feel some way about this, but honestly how I feel, if you have a relationship with someone, in order for that relationship to really last you really have to have that that spiritual relationship. Oh yeah. Um whether people think that you know, you can have it with without it. Mm-hmm. Um make sure that everything is 100 legit. Like make sure it's legit, you know, cuz like somebody you can think everything is dandy and then your spouse whoever you with, they have a a whole double life. They're they're not even the person you thought they were, and the crazy thing is, there's so many stories out there. Oh yeah, so many stories. You're sitting here married to a person for 15 years, and well, that that kind of goes to into um, don't be blindsided, you know. Yeah, actually pay attention. You know, if your guts and your energy and I don't know. No, you ain't lying about that. Cause if it's not right, then it's not right. Oh, you ain't lying. I had a gut feeling last night. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted some peanut butter cookies. And I drove past a certain holiday, and my gut told me that them peanut butter cookies was going to be in that gas station. I turned around and they was in that <laughs> gas station. I said, the Let Lord is shot. good. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, the Lord is good. You want a cookie? It's over there. Oh, no. oh, I was like, the Lord is good because I knew my gut told me. I said, I, I can't ignore this. You always, they said, trust, well, trust your first mind. So, yeah. All jokes aside, though, but yeah. Um, hopefully with the, with the pandemic, things will get better by the grace of God, as I say, um, cause we are in Minnesota and our winters, our winters do get harsh and we don't have much sunlight out here during that time. So I think we need to most definitely have a, have a plan this winter. Oh yeah, I need to invest into um uh, into a nice warm winter jacket. Yes, yes. So um, so we can most definitely protect ourselves and our self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm dealing with low self-esteem right now, actually. Uh, Let's talk about it. So I'm a I I'm a mother. So I um. Got pregnant and gained a lot of weight. And um, that's a battle within itself. But I'm also trying to become a better person. Mm-hmm. But I'm running into walls, which kind of slows me down, which makes me very frustrated. It makes it worse. So, but it's actually getting a lot. It's getting worse. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes what? Um... I feel like I just can't look in a mirror mm-hmm. as much as I used to anymore. Like, I get annoyed. I'll still look in the mirror because like, I brush my teeth, wash my face, mm-hmm. go shower, get dressed. Mm-hmm. But I'm not embracing. Every woman need to embrace themselves in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm not doing that. So. Well. Uh-huh. We can all most definitely relate to that. I'll tell you that right now. Um, what has gotten me through, honestly, is when I get up in the morning, I play. I play music. Mm-hmm. I play something that's really not going. It's really not gonna make me focus on my body. Cause nowadays, music now. It makes you focus on your body so much. Like, this music will mess with you mentally. You know, you know that old school music? You felt so loved by it. You know, no matter if you were skinny, big, whatever the case may be, you felt loved. Yeah. You know, so I would wake up and play like Frankie Beverly and the Maze, Happy Feelings. I'd blast that, make some coffee. I'd dance. Yeah. Yes, I would. I would dance, knowing that my stomach is probably slightly hanging over my uh pajama line, but that's okay. <laughs> so I would do that. Try that. Try that. Wake up. Don't try to breathe. As soon as, especially if it's taking over, the negativeness, like if it's starting to take over, just breathe. Breathe. And sit there. Until you are calmed down. Don't don't rush yourself. 
Sit there and breathe. And when you're calm, grab that phone. Play some music that does not make you think so much about what makes you already, you know, just slightly unhappy. Mm-hmm. So just play that. Try that. And then I can guarantee you it's going gonna, it's gonna to start working. It's going to work for you. It is. Right. Just know that you ain't the only person. So don't, no, no. We didn't all have that moment. It's even people that's smaller than us that didn't have that moment. So we, we all in the club together, you know. Don't do what I do. Don't pick up a cookie and just be like, I don't give no more. <laughs> I'm eat a cookie. <laughs> don't, do, don't do what I do. I'm learning not to do that. I'm, I'm learning to really, when I start having those moments, I'm learning to really reach out. And be like, you know what? I'm feeling, I'm feeling bad. Let's go to the gym. You still have your membership. I still have mine. You know, Raven has a gym. You know, we 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 have that with each. We we have that. So if you're ever feeling that way and you don't have to work, we can go to the gym and sweat it out. Yeah, working out doesn't give you good energy. Yes, play that music that you would have been playing when you were well when you did wake up because you know you gotta wake up and call me. So. Play that music, and then we can sweat it out, and then I can guarantee if we actually put that energy that we be feeling into the gym, mm-hmm. we'll be a piece of bad. Yeah, we would. Can't say that out loud, but you feel what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that'd be some time. That'd be a whole nother second job. <laughs> I'm so serious. That'd be a second job. <laughs> Especially energy from work. You know, all that stressful energy right there. Shit, when I get off work, motherfucker's tired. Well, tired. you know what? I'm going to need you to drink you some water. That, that's the gym itself. Yeah, I love it. Ah, we could do it again. We could do it again. Especially as soon as I move. Oh, yeah, I ain't going to have no problem. <laughs> Man. Go home and take a nap. Well, on the days that you work mornings, that's different. That's yeah. different. On, on When you get off at 11.30, I completely understand. But the days that you work mornings, no. You can go I'm home. I'm going to need like a yeah, shower, a little nap. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And we can go to the gym. That's what, that's, that's what sisterhood is for, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's what we need to do. Especially you help me. I help you. We can be the voice for, you know, women, men. I know we didn't talk about men as much. <laughs> but even, you know, even as a man, especially, we know that there's tough times for them too as well. Um, I just tell everybody, if you don't, if you're not spiritual, find something that can meditate your mind, body, and soul. Because that's what helps self-esteem. Accepting yourself, accepting yourself for who you are. Your flaws, um, the mistakes that you made in the past. You have to forgive yourself. Yeah, because uh, no one can't heal you but yourself. Yeah. So, men and women, I'm not going to be bitter this time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But yeah, if uh, you got to put all that energy into yourself, you got to invest into yourself. Yeah. And if you don't invest into yourself, then you're going to kind of be like a codependent on someone else mm-hmm. for what you're missing yep so yeah. been a dark place 
you and it doesn't feel nice. It's, no, it, it causes depression, loneliness, frustration, stress. anxiety. So, um, yeah, it's it, it it makes the body and the mind worse. You know when you can just really go to the top of a mountain and scream about it and cry about it. Um, literally just get it just get it out of you whatever whatever it is um also see counseling if you know if you're against it i see a therapist and i'm not ashamed to say it i am happy i see a therapist uh yeah i'm happy you know i'm you know with with praying and seeing a therapist i'm sane <laughs> you know i'm i'm good so um I would really advise people to seek counseling. Uh, and also enjoy your own company as well. Yeah. You have to enjoy your own company. Because only you yourself. You know, someone told me once, uh, feelings, when you feel, it does, they're like, people don't make you mad. The things they do pisses you off, yeah, mm-hmm. but only you control. Yep. Your feelings. Mm-hmm. You decide, you know, mm-hmm. what this is pissing me off. I'm yep. angry. You decide. I mean, yeah, we live in a world where people are just... Mean. We can't really control it. But you are your own... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You are. You're your own, you know, your body is your temple. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm only sensitive. allow that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sensitive. I'm a sensitive too. I really be caring. I be caring a little bit too much for my own good. Like, um, I recently, I'm not going to say I've fallen out, but I haven't really been close to um, a family member that I was really once close with. And I took it really hard, especially since my mom passed. And I just been really wanting to keep my family close because I'm family oriented and it kind of hurts when I don't get to have that love because I'm so used to smothering my family. Heck, I could I smother my friends when I can. Um, I'm just that type of person. And when I can't have that, I, I get really depressed about it and really emotional. But the more I pray, the more the Lord gives me backbone to know that I have to pray about it. I have to pray for that relationship if I want it to be fixed, if I want that person to be healed because it's not me, it's the it's the individual. So I just have to pray about it. Um, but it really, it made me sad. Messed with my, uh, I felt like it messed with my self-esteem a little bit uh, because the fact that I am adopted, I felt like since my mom passed, people were kind of treating me funny a little bit. You know, like, oh, you know, my mom's not here anymore. Now you can treat me how you always really wanted to treat me type feeling. So um, I'm going to try not to get emotional about that. But uh, I I know the feeling way too well. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it kind of hurt because I was I was close with her. And yeah, so I really had to like at this moment, it still bothers me a little bit, but. I just continue to pray about it and just understand that my mom, she's the one that raised me. You know, I was blessed to have her and she treated me like I was her daughter, as if she gave birth. 
And that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother, he's he's never he, he's never treated me different. You know, so that's that's the love, including my dad and my dad's family. Yeah. You know, I still have that love. I just I just can't let I have to learn. We can't just let one relationship that we did try, you know, cherish. That just means that we're good people. Well, you know, throughout the years, relationships, they come and they go. Um, we just can't, you know, we yeah. can't make something be how it used to be. And we can't make something be that it's not supposed to be. Right. Sometimes life changes and we just have to accept that. I think the sadness comes from, because we're told what you put on to others will come back on to you. And we're thinking in our minds that this blue cup in front of me but we're thinking like i'm gonna give this cup some love Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give it all my attention and time because that blue cup is gonna do the same for me and all and all along i'm gonna throw this cup away but (laughs) that's not making no sense um but you put love and you know effort onto someone and you expect them to put it onto you Mm-hmm. But they, but you fail to realize that them themselves are probably dealing with their own demons. That it's probably nothing personal, but it's affecting you because you're expecting them to give you what you gave to them in return. That is true. Um, in this case, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I know your case, you know, yeah. but still, even though in that situation, you know, you're missing what was used to be, but we can't force what used to be on that person or onto yourself because it's just, it's, it's probably not there and you're going to forever be lonely and sad about it if you continuously look for what it used to be maybe it's a whole new direction that is going good or bad what hurt me was the response of the situation yeah i mean yeah that that's that's what hurt me because we were close you know it's we were starting to part ways and you 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 seen it when you were over here why we were starting to part ways. And that was way before that, you know, way before the incident that I can't speak of, but it was way before that incident. You saw how the individual was acting towards me when somebody else was around. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw that. I could tell right there that the relationship was funny and my mom had already been, you know, passed away for like, you know, like what, two and a half years already? You know, so things were starting to change, but I thought we still had that, that type of relationship that if I call you and I say, hey, this is a very uncomfortable situation for, for me, you're going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm the elder. So she calls herself. She's the elder. I'm going to come handle it. And, that, and that's what we would want. But, you know, I didn't I didn't get that. And it's like I felt. I felt like. For one, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was scared because I don't, I'm on my own. I got to protect myself now, yeah. you know? 
And what if what if that situation would have went left? She would have really left me hanging. Because she was thinking about something else. What if that individual was like really, you know, crazy and really tried things, you know? Like Yeah, and as that elder, you would expect them to protect you from that, but because that you would do. That's yeah. something that you would do. For uh, yeah, for sure. For the you know, yeah, if I'm an elder. If you yeah. if it was the other way around, that was something that you would do. But not everyone's gonna do with you what you would do. And for me to for me to figure that out at that moment, I knew I had no pro. I had, I had no business fooling around. And like you know that. what? You I go through it like I've been in a lot of fucked up situations and. Basically, was told to figure it out on my own. You know, no one was really there to protect me from that or to make me feel better about it. So, I I know what it feels like to get hit in the head by a brick and be like, "What the fuck?" You know, especially by family. Families, yeah. That's crazy. Like I I I am happy that I have my my siblings. Who I know if I would have called them, they would have most definitely dropped everything it came. Mm-hmm. You know, I still got my sisters and brothers. I have my dad. I still got my brother in Atlanta. And I have other siblings as well. So it's just that I just know if I want to make it back home, I don't got no business being around that person. Mm-hmm. If I want to make it back home. You know, unless I have, like, how I bring you and my sister and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's the only time. But when someone does that, you can't trust them. You can't. No. So that's why I was like, that's what hurts me. Because I'm like, dang, what if anything could have occurred? You know? I thought it was better than that. I thought it was close. But, yeah. you know, that, that messed with my self-esteem as well. So situations like that, you know, people... You know, but like you said, you have to tell yourself that you are not the problem, it's the other person. So, um, a lot of things can mess up your self-esteem. I feel like nothing, nothing is off limits. No. Nothing at all. Nothing is off limits. So, um. What's going on in 42 minutes? Yeah, we, we did a lot of, uh. <laughs> I thought it only lasts for like thirty minutes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, we we did a lot of talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, family friends, it got real. It got a little emotional. Um, got a little sidetracked as well. But this was a real and honest conversation. This was our therapy session. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would like to add? No. Tonight was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, family, friends, I will see you again soon for, I believe, this This is my second episode. So my third episode, I will be seeing everyone soon. Stay safe, social distance, wear face mask, wash hands for 20 seconds. Stick to Zoom if you can. Stay at home and cook more. Is there anything else you would like to say, Nurse Wiedemeyer? Just be yourself. All the time. All right, everyone. Night, night.